welcome to the Podcock Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me on the program yet again, of course, is Mr. Bobby Russell. How's it going? Hey, going pretty well. And, uh, happy day two of NHL season for all of our, our uh, puckheads. Yeah, NHL is here. Uh, NBA closely approaching as well, so uh, getting into uh, a good part of the calendar. Also, I think we have, what is it? Um, I don't know. I think tonight uh, with this uh, Louisiana Marshall game, we're recording, recording this on a Wednesday night. I think we get like 33 straight days of football. Or it's it's that part of the the schedule where you know action's going to start kicking in and there's literally going to be a football game on every night of the week. So exciting times. Anyway, um, that's enough schedule talk. We will uh, preview week seven of the college football season, week six of the NFL. Give out our gambling locks at the end of the program. But uh, Bobby, let's help the folks um, get a little feel or recap of the weekend with the winners and losers of the week. So. Um, I'm a gracious host. I'll give you the floor. You can take it in any direction you want. Um, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm going to go with loser first this week. Um, my biggest loser or losers is a, a, a collective or a group, if you will, and that is the NFL referees. Um, tons of egregiously bad calls um, Sunday and Monday this past weekend um, led to definitely defined two outcomes of two big games. Uh, this is the Falcons and the Buccaneers and the Monday night game and the Raiders and Chiefs. Um, definitely the calls they made that were – I there's parts that you want to say, yeah, I agree with it, but it, it's it's so hard to agree with it based based on the the rule, the defined rule. Um, and it just sh- – things that shouldn't be called, and it's 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 aching to you know, 2012 or 2013 when we had um, the, the backup refs come into the NFL, and it was just a terrible experience all around. And it kind of feels like that, even though these are the regular full-time paid guys. They're just screwing it up on you know the national level when all the eyes are on them right now. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, I thought the even college last week, uh, the Big Ten model. I watched a lot of Big Ten football last week um, on both sides. Yeah, the officiating was just terrible. I'll, I am also going to start with the negative. I'm going to go after an organization and an individual entity, a part of that organization. I'm going to go with NASCAR slash Cole Custer as my loser of the week. Is this sour graves for Kyle Larson not getting through to the round of eight? Yeah, I mean, you could call that, uh, you know, call that spade a spade if you want to. But NASCAR at the Roval, it's a cutoff race. Um, it was a boring race. It, it went green, you know, from the start, uh, it looked like it was going to stay green for the whole race. Anyway, somebody hits hits the wall. A little cardboard, you know, sponsor sign falls onto the track. Now there's multiple reports saying that the fucking sign laid there for a couple laps, and it was in the marbles when NBC finally showed it. NASCAR's like, you know what? This has been a boring race. It wasn't in the racing groove, um, mm-hmm. so it's like let's let's throw the caution. Uh, at, at the time, before the caution, Larson, he had trouble. Um, I had to come down, fix the toe link in the right rear. So he's multiple laps down trying to salvage any finish he can get. He, he's, in, he's in the field of eight. Um, they, they throw the yellow, bunch the field back up. All hells breaks loose. Cautions, breed cautions. Fast forward to uh, Chase Elliott getting dumped. Then fast forward to the fucking uh, portable curbing. And, and, and one of the chicanes comes up. So the red flag of the race. At that point, Larson and Chase Briscoe end up getting the final playoff spot. They're, they're level on points. Briscoe has the tiebreaker. So I'm, I'm done bitching about NASCAR. They set this whole thing up, but, you know, it is what it is. Here's where Cole Custer comes in. Now, he didn't know. NASCAR investigated it. Find him. Find Stuart Haas Racing, by the way. Docked him owner's points. So this is... I speculated right away he did this on purpose, but coming to the checkered, down the back straightaway into the backstretch chicane, Custer, I don't know. It could have been five car lengths. It could have been 10 car lengths short of the braking zone. Hell, it could have been 15 car lengths. He stops short. He holds up Boston Dillon. There might have been another car there. Briscoe dive bombs all of them, um, and he, he gets to 
move up in the standings. I think the eighth or ninth, and, and he, he's cleared by two points, and that was all she wrote. But NASCAR investigates it, so clearly Custer, he's a loser. He sucks, and um, he's just kind of a, a henchman for Stuart, Hunter, Stuart Haas racing. But, yeah, that's 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 my loser of the week. Um I'll roll into my winner, and then you can finish us off here, Bobby. Um, mine is Israel Izzy uh, Abanaconda, the Pittsburgh running back. Uh, last week against Virginia Tech, not a huge uh, marquee matchup, but conference game nonetheless. Anyway, Izzy, uh, 36 carries, 320 yards, six touchdowns. Um, I think that broke the single-game uh, mark for Pittsburgh Um Brooke Tony Dorsett, he won a Heisman Trophy. He was a damn good running back in the pros. So anytime you can uh, put yourself in that company, it's awesome. And then the final point, and I'll give you the floor. Uh, last uh, last running back in college football to have, I think, over 300 yards and six touchdowns on the ground in the same game. Got to go back to 1998. There was a uh, Texas running back by the name of uh, Ricky Williams. Of course, we all know. So – you're you're in company with the uh, Ricky Williams and Tony Dorsett. Got to give you my winner of the week. So, uh, Izzy Abanaconda, there you go. Uh, where you get where you at, Bobby? Finish this out, dude. Yeah, my my winner will be a quick wrap up here, um, and that's that's just Pac-12 teams other than Utah. Um, <laughs> we we I think we every every preseason we we usually write the Pac-12 off by this time in the season. I feel like multiple teams have multiple losses, um, and you know. Most of us were talking about right in Oregon after week one, and they've been steady winning games, um, still top 15 team. And now you've got undefeated UCLA, undefeated USC, um, and Utah can still play spoiler to a couple of three of these teams here. So there's still that chance. Um, but the Pac-12 looks like the best, like they've ready to get a berth for the first time since Washington got it in the playoff uh, way back when. Um, so the Pac-12, I, I think they're doing great. Um, and it's, it, it's it's good to have multiple conferences competitive at this time of year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, real quick, the Pac-12 race, the Big 12 race, um, all could be, uh, or both those could be uh, right down to the wire. Um, exciting, hard to, hard to pick a winner out of definitely the Pac-12 right now, for sure. Um, all right, we're going to move to college football week seven. Uh, I think I got seven big games, um, probably around 10 notables here uh, Well, as well. So we'll go in chronological order. We'll start at noon, big noon Saturday, Fox, top 10 showdown in the Big Ten East, number 10 Penn State, the Nittany Lions on the road, traveling into the big house, Michigan Stadium, where the host Wolverines, the fifth-ranked team in all the land, We'll meet them. The line is seven points in favor of Michigan. Total 51 and a half, I believe. Yeah, 51 and a half is your over-under total. Bobby, I'll let you get um, first crack of this one. And then, um, of course, my team here. Uh, I'll give probably a, you know, a, a little bit of a, a longer spiel here. But uh, where are you at with this game? Yeah, I think it's going to be, I mean, obviously the 12 o'clock game. It's probably the best one at that time slot of the day. Um, biggest Penn State Michigan game where both teams are this, this highly ranked in a long time, I do believe, a couple years at least. So I, I think that that rivalry is good. Um, you know, we, we've seen Michigan drop a few at Penn State the last couple times they've been there. Um, so the, it's that revenge factor is definitely in play here. Penn State coming off a bye. Uh, I think that the extra rest is good for them. Uh, kind of gets them healthy, lets them have two weeks to prepare for Michigan, kind of review what other teams did. You know, we saw Indiana give Michigan a little bit of a fit here and there. Um, so there might be some wrinkles from that um, mixed in. And, you know, Michigan, once they got into the Big Ten play, obviously they've won the games. But, you know, against Maryland, against Indiana, it, it's been a little bit tougher than, than we've expected. Uh, so I, I think that's a good sign for Penn State. Michigan's defense, I think, is going to carry him in this one. Uh, you know, if you can frustrate Sean Clifford, um, make him have to get out of the pocket and throw the ball, it, it's going to be a long day for Penn State. So I like Michigan to get this one done at home, you know, 20-17 to 17 type game. I, I think it's going to be a defensive, hard-fought, classic Big Ten game. Yeah, I, I don't know if I uh... – I don't. I don't know if I disagree with you on the on the total there. Um, yeah, Penn State coming in two weeks to prepare. I'm I'm sure they'll have some wrinkles. I'll sh I'm sure they'll be ready for um, some of our tendencies. Um, 
but man, I I I get a sneaky feeling that uh, Michigan were either very predictable offensively. Um, you know, for for instance, I I don't remember us throwing. Now we don't run a ton out of it, uh, but the pistol formation we've we've shown it a few times this year. I don't remember one single pass out of it. So maybe Michigan. They, they knew maybe they could get away with putting six games of tendencies on the film. Now, Penn State, I'm, I'm going to assume they're not stupid. Um, I, I, they, they probably mm-hmm. will be ready for a play-action pass here or there. Uh, they're going to present some challenges. Uh, they got good corners. The Porter kid, he, he's probably first-round talent. Uh, they're going to play main. I, I think some of the deep ball shots could be there for Michigan. That's really what's been missing a little bit from McCarthy since Big Ten play. Um, we take a couple shots a game. Uh, when they're there, they've been open. Our, our guys are getting open downfield. McCarthy's just been a little bit off the mark. Um, if he hits a couple of those, I, I think Michigan could separate themselves a little bit here. But I, I like both teams defensively. Um, like you mentioned, Sean Clifford, a six-year senior, I, I don't think he's going to bat an eyelash uh, um, You know, in this environment. they got good skill, talent. Good, They're young, uh, but good running backs. Their offense line looks like it's improved. I'm with you. I think it's a defensive game. Gun the head. I, I would take the, the seven with Penn State on the spread, and I'll give Michigan the win because they're at home. Uh, Harbaugh, knock on wood. He's only lost once to Franklin in the big house, and it was the, the 2020 COVID season. Um, so, and, and usually we don't truck him. I, I think it's close. I, I agree with you, too. Lower scoring game, you know, probably 20. I, I, I don't know. 24-21, 27-24, somewhere in that uh, neighborhood is where I'm um, I'm at. But um, I got the nerves already, so you know you know it's a big game when it's when it's uh, midweek, um, and you, you just keep thinking about the, the kind of matchup and what's going to happen. So a uh, big one, I'm excited for it. All right, moving on, we'll stay in the noon window on the Big Ten Network. We go to the Big Ten West now. Uh, four and one Minnesota, the Golden Gophers on the road at the 24th ranked fight in the lion of Illinois. They're five and one on the season. Uh, Minnesota six and a half point road favorites. 39 and a half is your total. Uh, your big 10 total of the week presented by Tom's ice cream bowl in Zanesville. Um, not really, but if they want to sponsor it, go, go <laughs> right the hell ahead. Um, Bobby, to me, the, I, I think it's going to be a defensive scrap. The total would suggest that uh, Minnesota, a team off the bye. Um, if Mo Ibrahim's available, that that bolds well for them. Illinois, they got a hell of a running back in Chase Brown too. But uh, Tommy DeVito, high ankle spray last week in the Iowa game. Um, I think he's definitely going to be out for a couple weeks here. Um, I think this is a, a spot for Minnesota uh, to win. I don't know if they cover though. I think I respect Illinois' defense a little bit. Um, so it's kind of a stay away. I guess gun the hand, I, I'd take Minnesota, but I don't like it. Where are you at with this game? Yeah, both of these teams better than I think many people thought they were going to be. And we've seen them come through in the clutch. Obviously, the the big game last week, Illinois-Iowa, ended up 9-6, to six, classic barn burner. Oh, yeah. Um, it, 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 was, it was fun to watch coming down to the end there, if you caught some of that in the late fourth quarter. Um, but like you said, injuries for Illinois, I think that's going to be – Kind of, kind of the thing that hampers them the most. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think Minnesota goes in there and gets it, but I agree with you. This is a low-scoring Big Ten October football game, uh, especially with two offenses dealing with their star players out, possibly Ibrahim and Devito. Uh, Devito, even if he's limited, so I, I'm going to go with Minnesota as well um, and knock Illinois out of the top 25. All right, we move to the 331 to three midday games here on the big game previews here. We'll go to the ACC first. Number 15, North Carolina State, the Wolfpack, 5-1 and one on the season. Travel into the Carrier Dome, and I'm going to call it the Carrier Dome for the rest of my life. I don't care about your corporate sponsorship, Syracuse. Anyway, the Orange away, they're 18th in the country. They're 5-0. and oh. uh, Syracuse, three-and-a-half-point home favorites. The total on this one, 43. Um... I will give you a first crack at this one. Uh, how say you? Yeah, I, I think this, you know, if if this wasn't the third Saturday in October, I, I feel like game day would have been here for this game. NC State, uh, top 15, you know, consistent team this year. And Syracuse, out of nowhere, really surprising a ton of people and the Baber squad. And I, 
I, I'm not sure what to make of Syracuse yet. Yeah, they are ranked. Yes, they're a good football team. But what, who have they played and what have they done so lately? So, and we, we know what North Carolina State is. They hung with Clemson. You know, they, they beat a tough Florida State team. Uh, they uh, beat that week one game against ECU. was a tough one. Um, so I think they have the medal to go in there and get this one done. I, I think this will be a shootout. I like the over in this one a lot. Uh, might be add that to my card. Still kind of up for debate. But I think it's NC State goes in and gets this one done. Um, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm itching for the over in this one. Do you, uh, I, I don't know if Devin Leary, the NC State quarterback, is going to be play or going to play. He got knocked out of the Florida State game. I don't know if that changes the vibe for you on this one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still rocking with NC State on that one. I think right. they've got a good supporting cast and a really good defense that will kind of carry them through that one. Yeah, this game's tricky. I, I, I tried to get into uh, some of the advanced numbers, yard per, yards per play numbers and stuff like that. Computers really like Syracuse. Um, I do think if Leary played, uh, this would be closer to a pick em. I don't know. Syracuse, they, they've been lucky. Um, very fortunate to get a few penalties um, and extend a, in a game, uh, extend a game-winning drive uh, a few weeks ago when they hosted Purdue. Um, I don't know. I, there's just something. That's a tough place to play. Uh, to me, it's kind of a stay – stay away but I, I think I would lay gun the head the three and a half of Syracuse um, I, I mean Sean Tucker really good running back Garrett Schrader the uh, quarterback he's been there a couple years now he's he's good with his legs uh, not a bad arm their defense like I said you go into some of the advanced numbers the orange defense is it's it's pretty good um, I think that would surprise a lot of people um, so I don't know I think it's a good game uh, Leary being out maybe to me is kind of the deciding factor. If he is, uh, looks like he might be. So that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, game two in the three thirty window, big 12 showdown, top 15 matchup here. Number eight, Oklahoma state, the Cowboys five and zero on the season on the road at number 13, TCU, the horned frogs also five and zero. Three thirty Eastern time kick. ABC is the network. The, uh, TCU horned frogs, four point favorite, 68 and a half. There's a big 12 total for you. Of the week, man, I I like TCU. They're explosive. Um, Oklahoma State. You look at their defensive profile; they are kind of struggling against the pass. Uh, TCU can throw it. They got some weapons. Max Duggan's been really good, but I don't know something. Just kind of, it, it's it's pushing me. There's something in my gut or in my brain that Mike Gundy's crew goes in there. They're tough. Again, we talked about last week, Bobby. I, I think they're quietly number eight in the country. Um, they just kind of do their business. Uh, Spencer Sanders, he's good for one or two fuck-ups a game, but, man, he's been pretty damn good. They always have pretty good running backs, and and they can move the ball. This is probably a classic Big 12 um, knock em, or a shootout, knock out the lights of the, in the scoreboard type game. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Just a gut feel. I think four might be a little too much. I think Oklahoma State could go and win the game, matter of fact. Um, but that's where I'm at with this one. How say you? Yeah, two evenly matched teams. I, I, I'm in stay away with this one. Um, so I'm just strictly game. Uh, I think it's going to be, like you said, a really high-scoring game. If there's any play for me, it's the over. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just – I really like what TCU's done the last few weeks. And, you know, you, you said it there, like like we've said all year, they're, Oklahoma State's quietly number eight in the country, uh, making their way just through their schedule. Um, they've struggled at points. We've seen them struggle with Central Michigan, letting them get back into a game after being up. So I, I feel like there is some sort of a little bit of a letdown in them. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay stay away, uh, but I'm gonna roll with TCU with this one just for having the home field. All right, man. Uh, final three thirty game. We will preview, of course, third Saturday in October. We go to the SEC. Number three, Alabama, six and zero on the season, a seven and a half point favorite on the road. In Neyland Stadium, the Tennessee Volunteers are also undefeated, 5-0. They're sixth rated in the country. Uh, 65.5 is your total. CBS 330, your SEC game of the week here. I mean, I guess I guess we're going to have to handicap this or pick this in, with two scenarios. If Bryce Young plays and if Bryce Young doesn't play. So, um, Bobby, maybe, maybe you just think, um, I don't know. We'll see what side you're on. I'll, I'll give you this one uh, first. How say you on the uh, Alabama at Tennessee? Yeah, that, that was my first two thoughts coming into this preview was yeah. 
is is number nine going to be playing for the Crimson Tide? And I, you know, I thought they would have been taking care of business against A and M last week a lot more than they did. Just I just think A and M's not not a great team. Um, you know, Alabama. You know, doesn't matter who they plug and play; they, it always works out for them. But they just looked lost. I mean, you know, they won the game, um, but uncharacteristic turnovers, bad play, it just recipe for disaster. And they averted that one, avoided that one. Um, but if Bryce Young doesn't play at Tennessee against this Tennessee Volunteer team, that's really damn good. Uh, I, I'm all on Tennessee on this one. If, if Bryce Young plays, I'm still on Tennessee, even if he does play. Uh, I'm, I'm Tennessee by three in this one. Um, either way, but even more so if Bryce Young is not there. Man, this one scares me. I, I, I think, you know, Sunday – before the Lions come out, I, I you know you start I or I do anyway start scrolling, uh, seeing the the matches for the next week. Start putting the podcast together a little bit here and there, and you're like, man, this feels like Tennessee's moment. Um, you know, I think Bryce Young's going to play. Uh, that's just kind of pure speculation, but uh, if he doesn't, I I, I kind of agree with the uh, if he doesn't, Tennessee uh, they're at home. Hinden Hooker is a Heisman candidate, the quarterback for Tennessee. They they got to win the football game, um, but I think Bryce plays. Um, I do worry a little bit. I don't think Tennessee is really. I mean, LSU's got a couple of dudes up front, um, but you know, Dallas Turner and Will Anderson, th- those two edge rushers, that'll be the best combination and the best talent that Tennessee's faced all year. I don't, I don't think they've really seen a, a defensive line or a couple pass rushers like this. So. Um, I think if Bryce Young plays, I like Alabama. And it's cliche, but if you look at some of the gambling money, um, the whole world, uh, money and, and bets, the whole world's on Tennessee right now. And that, that just scares me a little bit that because um, usually Alabama's so public. So, uh, you know, Bryce plays, I think Alabama wins and covers. Um, and if he doesn't, I, I think Tennessee has to win the game that way. But it, it should be fun. Tennessee did push them last year in Tuscaloosa for about three quarters, then Alabama turned it on the fourth, and they pulled out a, a backdoor cover out of their ass. I think they were laying like 24 in that game. I was on Bama and was like, damn it, Tennessee's going to cover and then save and flip the switch. So um, Tennessee's tempo in that game last year gave them trouble, so maybe it can this year. That's something to watch for. But, uh, yeah, cool, cool environment. Neyland ought to be on fire. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch. Two more big games here. We go to 7.30 now in the SEC, 7.30 Eastern time on SEC Network. Number 16, Mississippi State, the 5-1 and one Bulldogs on the road in Lexington to take on the 22nd-rated Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky 4-2 and two last week. Levis missed the game. South Carolina beats, their, uh, beats them outright. Um, anyway, the line on this one, Mississippi State, it's down to four. I wrote it six and a half. I'm seeing four. So um, there's some money coming in on Kentucky. It would appear uh, 46 and a half is the total. I got wrote down here. I don't know. I, I Mississippi state's a damn good football team. Um, I think they're kind of kicking themselves for blowing that game um, at LSU uh, early in the season. Um, Kentucky probably a little bit more formidable, but I'm not a big Will Levis guy as it is. Um, at four, I think I like Mississippi State, um, but it's kind of a stay away. I guess gun the head, uh, I'll take uh, the Bulldogs, but uh, I don't really have a good feel for this one. Um, where are you at with the with this one? Yeah, this one I like Mississippi State if if Levis doesn't play. Um, yeah, there I think they're comp- Kentucky is a completely different team without him, and that that showed against South Carolina. Uh, uncharacteristic mistakes and just poor overall play. So I, I like the Bulldogs. Like you said, they're a good football team. They're, you know, a couple of plays away from possibly being undefeated. Um, so I, I like the Bulldogs in this one, but I, I'm going to stay away from the total as well. Or, yeah, the total in that one of four. Um, I just think that's a little too pushing the, pushing the line there against a good SEC team. Final game of the big game previews, number seven, USC, the Trojans on the road at the 20th ranked Utah Utes. Utah 4-2, USC undefeated 6-0. Utah 3.5-point home favorite, 65 is the total here 
8 Eastern on Fox. Bobby, where are you at in this game? What's um, your feel? What's your prediction? Mm, I, I mean, how the mighty have fallen for Utah. You know, we, we picked them to go into Florida early this year. The country did and, and beat Florida and almost did. Came away, you know, bad interception at the end of the game there. Um, you know, then they started you know, taking care of business, keeping that one loss. Um, and then they lose to UCLA. Their, their chances are done for the college ball playoff. So they're they're in the spoiler seat now. They, they can still make a really good bowl game. You know, they could possibly still win the Pac-12. Uh, some stars align. So th- their goals are still there. Um, but I, 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 I like Utah in, in, in the spoiler position here. Uh, I like them at home a lot, especially having USC having to go there. Um, for, for me, for this one, the over is the play for me, over 65. I think we're going to have a high-scoring affair. USC, terrible defense, great offense, classic Lincoln-Riley team. So give me the over and give me Utah out, right? Yeah, uh, to me, I don't want to be on the wrong side, so it's a stay away. I guess I would lean towards Utah, just kind of because the line doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I think you just steer into it. I thought USC would be favored. The whole world, if you look at the gambling uh, breakdown, the money breakdown, uh, the handle, and, and the bet percentages, again, the whole world is on USC. Um, usually, you know, Joe Public ends up taking an L in those kind of scenarios, but. I don't want to be on the side where, you know, Jordan Addison, Travis dies getting loose in the running game. Jordan Addison's taking screens to the house. Caleb's being all cocky and stuff like that. And then there's just a big time um, athletic mismatch um, in this one. So to me, there is anyway. So I don't want to be on the wrong side. And because I guess I would bet um, Utah if I had to, but I, I, I can't, I can't. USC, they're kind of winning me over. Love the talent, love the athleticism. Defensively, they stink, but they're plus 14 in turnover margin too. So, I mean, you would think that would that would stop at some point, but sometimes teams just have those uh, those seasons where they, they get every bounce and, and every break. So, uh, to me, it's a stay away. Utah getting the head. Uh, tough place to, to go in and definitely get a win. All right, we'll move to the notables. At noon, Auburn at number nine, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, 14 and one half point favorites. Um, ESPN, noon. Uh, I think Ole Miss hammers them. It's not a lock, but strong lean towards uh, the Rebs. Where are you at? Uh, totally agree with you there. The, the land sharks in this one, uh, they're going to take this one easily. And I, This is this is Harson's last stand. I, I keep saying that every week, but he still hasn't been fired yet. So Tef- one of the, Teflon, dude. One, one of these weeks, he's going to be fired, and I'm going to be right. ESPN two to e, uh, man, I had a stroke there. ESPN two at noon as well. Uh, number nineteen, Kansas on the road in Norman at Oklahoma. The Sooners nine point favorites. Bobby, what do you got here? Uh, I, I got the Sooners on this one. Uh, I think they said Kansas quarterback is out for the year, separated shoulder. Um, so it's going to be tough for them. Their backup looked good, but not as good. So give me the Sooners in this one. Stay away, betting was. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of to me the line's too big. Uh, Kansas has been good to a lot of people this year, um, but it does kind of feel on the on the flip side, it does feel like this is kind of a, a a lick your wounds weekend, a get right weekend for Oklahoma coming back home. They always hammer Kansas, so uh, to me, it's a stay away. I, I, you know, I think Oklahoma wins. Um, we'll stay in the Big Twelve. ABC at noon. Uh, Iowa State at number twenty-two. Texas the Longhorns sixteen and a half point favorites. Tricky spot here. Could be a letdown after that big uh, Red River rivalry win for the Horns. But uh, Quinn Ewers look great. Bijan's great. Their weapons, their defense, starting to buy Texas a little bit. Um, so I like them in this game. Not a lock, but. Iowa State just can't score. Your thoughts? Yeah, back in on Texas. I, I think if Ewers doesn't get injured, they beat Alabama. And we're talking about a possibly top 10 Texas team right now. So I, I like Texas at home. Give me give me them to cover this one. A game that has lost a lot of its luster from preseason, but it still makes the notables. Arkansas on the road in Provo, Utah, taking on the uh, BYU Cougars. Arkansas, one-and-a-half-point road favorites, 3.30 Eastern time on ESPN. I don't know what to make of this one. I guess I uh, – well, I, I will ask you, see if you can sway me either way. What do you think? Yeah, so I, if um, – I don't know if K.J. Jefferson is going to be playing. I don't know if he played recently, if he's back. 
So I don't, that, I don't. He didn't make it last week. I know that, but I'm not sure this week. Yeah. So that that's kind of the focal point here for me is if he's in, I think Arkansas wins this one. I'm um, a tight one. BYU uh, first half against the Irish last week looked absolutely terrible. The Irish bottled up Jaron Hall to like six passing yards in the first half, and then um, wow. got out got out to a lead and we just kind of sat on it. And then BYU quick strike offense. They they can score whenever they want. Um, so you got to slow them down and they were able to run the ball last week, which apparently they hadn't been able to do all year until they played the Irish. So, um, that's concerning a little bit. So I, I, I like Arkansas to go in if Jefferson's playing and win this one. If Jefferson's not playing, give me BYU all day. I think to me, it's obvious. It's an obvious stay away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I like BYU if I had the, to make a pick here. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that crowd's going to be. You know, it's it's going to be excited. You get an SEC foe uh, coming in the Provo. That never happens uh, or rarely happens. So I, I think they'll be jacked up. Maybe Jefferson doesn't play. Arkansas secondary is a little leaky as it is anyway. I know BYU Hall is a good quarterback. They got a good receiving core. Uh, like you said, they got big play potential. So um, I guess I'll take the Cougs if I if I ha- if I have to. Uh, ESPN two three thirty Big Ten East matchup here. Maryland at Indiana. Uh, that's Airpins, 11-point favorites. You want to know something? I don't even know why I put this game here, but I, I did. Um, I, I think Maryland gets back on track here, um, but Indiana could keep it close. I guess that's where I'm at. I know that doesn't that doesn't help much, but that's that's where I see this one, uh, where you at on this game. Yeah, uh, a good good matchup here to uh, Big Ten East teams. I, I like Indiana at home. I, I think they showed something against Michigan, and I think they can build off of that. So give me give me the Hoosiers at this one, at home in this one. You know, we got a one-versus-two matchup here in the 330 window. ESPN Plus, number two, South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits on the road in Fargo, taking on the North Dakota State Bison, number one in the country. Um, FCS, obviously, but I want to give this game a shine. A uh, huge game here. Sucks it's in the same TV window as uh, Oklahoma State, TCU, uh, the NC State, Syracuse game, Bama, Tennessee. But uh, I wanted to give this a sh- this game a shout out. And I did make a point spread and a total for us here, Bobby. Just looked at some of uh, Bill Conley's pre- predictive uh, numbers and stuff like that. He had a North Dakota State 34-30, so I will install a three-and-a-half point spread. Um so the total in that game was, of course, 64. So I'll make it 63 and a half. Um, this doesn't count for our picks or anything like that. But uh, do, do the Jackrabbits go into Fargo or are you you rolling with the Bison here? I'm rolling with the Bison and the Fargo, though. Tough place to play. Um, you know, I, I think they did lose a playoff game there last year to South Dakota State, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I think it's a little bit of a revenge factor here. And um, it, it's just tough to play there. And I, I like the bison. Uh, and give me give me the bison to cover three and a half on our our scale. Yeah, I, I it's tough to go against them. Plus, I mean, um, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was last week. It was the weekend before uh, they played. Uh, they hosted Youngstown State. They ran a uh, four fullback formation. Actually, I think they might have had five fullbacks out there. I think they ran. It was out of the tee. They had three in the backfield and two fullbacks at tight end. As a as a former little leaguer that played the fullback position. You got a place in my heart in North Dakota State, so uh, Bison win. But, again, sucks it's in that TV window, but uh, a, a fun FCS matchup there for uh, for sure, one versus two. All right, 7 o'clock Eastern time, SEC rivalry game here. Both teams 4-2 and two in the swamp. ESPN has the uh, television here. Florida, the Gators, two-and-a-half-point favorites, hosting the Bayou Bengals of LSU. I have a lock on this game. Bobby, I'm taking the over 51 here. Um, seems like the last few years, both these teams have been high scoring. You look at some of the predictive guys that run numbers. They like an over here. Um, so I'm, I'm going to roll with it. That's, that's my first lock of the week, uh, the over 51 in this ball game. Uh, what do you think on this game? Um, do you like the total? you like a side? What do you got? I I also have a lock one this game. Um, I'll go for it. And, oh well, you can hold it. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold mine till the end there. Our, our final pick section there. Um, but I like LSU to go in and get this one done. I I, I think they're a better all around football team than Florida is. 
Um, and Florida, they've had a couple easy weeks here in a row. So I think, you know, a team that's going to come in and smack them in the mouth, um, it's going to be a wake-up call for them. And I think LSU gets out to a lead and doesn't relinquish. All right, we move to 7.30 ABC, number four, Clemson, 6-0 and on the road at the 4-2 and Seminoles of Florida State. Clemson, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I'll, I'll give you this first crack on this one. Yeah, it, it's nice to have a, a Florida State-Clemson football game that actually means something, um, yeah. you know, with Florida State being absolutely terrible the last few years. Um, we haven't really got a good game out of this these two matchups. So I, I, I like I like Clemson to go in and get this win. Just a better coach football team, better athletes. Um, and the consistency that they have is, is it's tough to beat. Um, and they're coming on strong. They got a couple of really good wins under their belt so far. And I think this will be another notch in their belt into the ACC this season. I'm going to move on. I got a lock on that game. So uh, I'll move on to the next one, 730 Eastern Time, Big Ten Network. Big game, actually, in the Big Ten West. Nebraska on the road at Purdue. The Boilermakers, 14-point favorites. Uh, the total, 58-and-a-half. This line feels too big. I think Mickey Joseph out of Nebraska, they could keep this one a little bit close. I think Purdue wins the game ultimately, but I, I, I think it's by less than 14. So I, I guess I lean Nebraska plus the points. Where are you at with this one? I'm going to stay away spot on this one. I Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the big – the, the Big Ten West, it feels like its own conference at times. They're, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not the Big Ten East. They'll never compete with the Big Ten East teams. Like They should just break off and you know grab another team in the Midwest there and become the new Big Eight um, and maybe give Wisconsin to the Big Ten East and just call it a day. Uh, Nebraska just up and down, up and down. Terrible to start the year. Um, you know They've had that comeback win at Rutgers which I never thought I'd say those couple words in my lifetime, Nebraska come back to beat Ruggers. Um, so give me Purdue at home. I think they're a better football team, and they might win the Big Ten West. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska, I feel like they need the, – both teams need the game. Nebraska could keep their West hopes alive, actually, with a win. If, if they lose, they're, they're out. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's a fun one, one to keep an eye on. Uh, Bobby, I, I put this game on here for you. Obviously, your Notre Dame Fighting Irish has a 7.30 Eastern time kick with Stanford coming to town. Um, but yeah, it's an NBC game. Your uh, Fighting Irish 17-point uh, favorites, 53.5 is the total. Um, I will give you the runway here. Um, say what you will. Yeah. Yeah, Irish, on, they're on a winning streak, three in a row. Uh, three really different type style games. Um, three really good wins. Um, so the, the, the progress has been made, and it's sustaining, and it, it's looking good. Uh, Ten and two still on the table, so that's, that's my goal right there for the Irish this year. Um, and this one finally feels like it should be an easy game. This feels like what the Marshall game should have been. You know, show up, take care of business, get some you know, freshmen and some redshirt freshmen some play, and you know, get some experience into the belt and stay healthy. Um, Stanford, they, they had a lead against Oregon State. Um, and they, they ended up blowing that game. So tough look for them. They've just been up and down this year as well. I, they're just not, not as good. Probably a better team that uh, David Shaw's had in the last few years, but not great. Um, quarterback, uh, Tanner McKee, pretty good quarterback, stands in the pocket. Uh, doesn't get a whole lot of pass protection. So he's got 10 touchdowns, five interceptions on the year. So he, he, he'll he make mistakes, but he'll also make a big play. And he has a little bit of a scramble ability. So you got to have someone that can kind of contain him and force him to stay in the pocket and not get outside when they're man-to-man or there's no zone coverage on. For the Irish, heavy dose of what we've been doing, running the football and throwing the ball to Michael Mayer. Um, you know, he had a huge game last week, two touchdowns, over 100 yards, 10 catches, uh, best tight end in Notre Dame history, without a doubt, at this point in his career as a junior. Um, so he'll be he'll be a top ten, top fifteen pick next year in the draft. Um, and then for the Irish, it's just you know building off of what you do, do what you do best, and you know don't make the dumb plays, don't try to overexert and get 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 your head above water. Um, so I'm I'm excited for it. Rivalry game, Legends Trophy. Uh, it'll be staying in South Bend. Uh, I like the Irish. I like the Irish to cover on this one. I don't know if I like you to guys to cover. Um, I think that the, the, the spread's kind of where I, I think the game falls, but actually, it's not going to be a lock. I might add it Saturday. 
I kind of like the over 53 and a half. I, I think, you know, you wouldn't think Notre Dame's an, an offensive team, but if you look at Stanford, they played three road games this year. Um, Washington, Oregon, and why am I forgetting the other? Anyway, I guess that doesn't matter. The point is they've given up 40 plus four times this year. SC was the other one, but that was at home. Uh, but on the road, they've given up 40 every time. I don't think Notre Dame's quite the offense as those other Pac-12 teams. I, but to me, I think the Stanford defense, is, it, it's it's kind of a trend. Uh, so I, I think Notre Dame could get to the high 30s, low 40s maybe here. Stanford gives you a couple of scores, boom, there's your over. So kind of leaning that way. I think Notre Dame wins. I, you're right. I, I don't think they, they stress it too much. I don't know if I'd lay the 17, though, but I do like that over. Uh, two more games, and then we've uh, previewed you. Uh, week six of the college football season, ACC Network, eight Eastern time Saturday night rivalry game, victory bell on the line, North Carolina five and one at four and two Duke, uh, Roy Williams versus Mike. Sh- I'm just kidding. I uh, those jokes always suck, but I I it's something in my brain. I have to do it. Anyway, Tar Heel seven point favorite. Um, yeah, I I like Carolina. I mean, I don't know if you have anything different different to offer here, but. I think Carolina's offense is the uh, the difference. They win by uh, double digits. Absolutely great offense. Drake May is going to be a great quarterback um, in the future for whoever gets him in the NFL. So defensively, they'll give up some points to Duke. Duke's, yeah. better, Duke's better than we've thought. Um, yeah, they, they can score. Totally. Mike Elko's got them on the right path, I think. Um, but they're nowhere on the same level as North Carolina when it comes to offense. So I'm rolling with the Tar Heels and the over in this game. Also, they're wearing chrome, uh, chrome helmets uh, with the Tar Heel foot sticker thing on both sides. So, if you're kind of a uniform nerd and think that applies to gambling, which I may or may not, uh, Carolina might be the play there. Final game, nine Eastern time. Nobody's going to watch this because it's on the Pac-12 Network. But Washington State is four and two. They will travel in the Corvallis and take on the Beavers of Oregon State. Also four and two. Big game for both Oregon State, three-and-a-half-point favorites. 53 is the total. Um, I guess I give Beavs since they're at home. Tough place to play. I don't know. It's kind of a stay-away game, but felt like it needed to be added and discussed. Um, how say you? Yeah, I, if, if Oregon State's starting quarterback is playing. Um, yeah, I forgot. Nolan's banged up. You're right. Yeah, if, if he's playing, I'm with the Beavers. If he's, not, if he's out, if he's not playing, uh, Wazoo's the pick for me. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we have we have sixth ranked on ranked matchups. Ton of good games. It's spread out, distributed evenly from the noon window to the midday to the night. Um, not as too late of a stay up, honestly, if you're looking late Saturday. So uh, the college football slate for week seven. Um, I'm a fan of it. Should be a hell of a week. Um, we'll move to NFL week number six here. Um, we'll talk about our teams at the end, but. Five, it's kind of a light week, I guess, in the NFL. We got five big games here to discuss, but really it's it's kind of a two horse race um for best games. So we'll start with some of these one o'clock games and Blaster and Bobby real quick. Uh Ravens, five and a half point favorites at the Giants. Forty five is the total. Uh actually it's up to six now. Uh Baltimore's favorite. Giants keep it going. Ravens gonna get hot. What do you think here? Uh, Ravens, Ravens covering in this one. They're just a better football team, and they won't let the Giants hang around like the Packers did last week. Yeah, I kind of, I, I agree with you. Not that I hate to or anything like that. It just feels like the Ravens kind of winning that Sunday night game might be a little a jolt shot in the arm, and maybe they're going to get uh, rolling here a little bit um, early, mid part of the season. Another one o'clock game. We'll stay in New York. Uh, actually, they're on the road, but the, the Jets are three and two. They'll visit the Packers, also three and two. Green Bay, a seven point favorite, forty five and a half is the total. This feels like a Green Bay get right spot where they where they just kind of hammer them, win by double digits. Um, strong lean towards the Packers, laying the full touchdown, an extra point. Uh, do you uh, do you have any uh, a differing opinion, or where are you at with this game, Bobby? 100% agree with you there. The Packers need to win, and everybody is falling in love with the Jets right now. So this is about the time. That, <laughs> I couldn't like them too, though. But... Yeah, but it's about the time that they, they, they lay an egg and 
really turn into a pumpkin. So give me the Packers at home to cover as well. All right. Final one o'clock game. Uh, the big games, I guess we'll discuss. Uh, we got the Vikings four point road favorites going down to Miami, Miami, who the hell knows who's going to be quarterbacking for uh, the Dolphins. Is it Teddy? Uh, is it the third string guy? Um, Minnesota feels too easy, but I'm still going to go there. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Skylar Thompson, former Kansas State Wildcat, is starting. I uh, just saw that on Twitter a little bit ago. Okay, uh, there you go. So I, I am hammering the Vikings in this one. Um, and I think Tyreek Hill might be out too. I think he got injured last week and was, was out in the second half. So no big play from him. Everybody can kind of focus on Jalen Waddle if anybody could even get in the ball. Um, I don't think so with Skylar Thompson as your quarterback. So, yeah, hammer, hammering the Vikings and hammering the three and a half. All right, big one here. CBS 425 Eastern time Sunday uh, afternoon. The 4-1 and one Buffalo Bills at the 4-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. Bills, two and a half point road favorites. 54 is your total. I'm excited for this one, dude. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this game first, though. Yeah, uh, caught the highlights of the Bill Steelers game last weekend. The I mean, Steelers, we'll call it what they are. They're, they're a top five draft pick team in the NFL draft this season. Um, I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. Uh, getting that full Cleveland Browns experience. Uh, Bill's offense is incredible. I mean, they just do what they want. Josh Allen is incredible. He's taking that leap. Um, and I'm feeling really good about my Super Bowl pick for him this year. Um, Chiefs, same thing. Uh, it doesn't matter who you got throwing the ball or res- catching the ball. The guy throwing the ball is is the key there for Kansas City. And uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire having a great year as well, so that's really helped them out, given that extra dimension. I, I, I think we're going to see another divisional round playoff game in this one. I think we're going to see a, a 42-49 type game. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna give the, the Chiefs the, the nod in this one for playing at Arrowhead this early in the season. I, I still get a little I, – I, they got time to work it out, but, but the Bills, they still don't run the ball enough for me to really fully fall in love with this team. But I'm telling you, defensively, they're really damn good. I think it's the best defense the Chiefs would have seen all year. Uh, or maybe not all year, but at least up to this point. I think the Bills go in and win. It's a little bit of a revenge spot. I know area it's a tough place to play, uh, but – the Raiders had the Chiefs a little off balance in the first half of that game with uh, mixing up some coverages and, and getting after the quarterback. Um, and I think the Bills, they're, they're better equipped to do that. And, um, again, just kind of a sour taste in their mouth the way that uh, that division around game uh, w- went down and transpires. I mean, it's on the Bills. Uh, they, they blew that, let the Chiefs get that uh, <laughs> down the field and, and field goal range and get that that the uh, forced that overtime there, but uh, plus I, I think the bills the last couple of years, they've, they've had to get on the road in the playoffs. I think this year's all about getting the one seed for them. Mm-hmm. I think they want that buy. I think they, they need that and want that home field advantage. So this would be a, a huge step for the bills and uh, taking towards getting that one seed. So I'm going to go bills, but God damn, I'm excited for that. that that's going to be fucking awesome. And then that'll lead right into the Sunday night game which I am super excited about uh, the four and one Cowboys at the five and zero Philadelphia Eagles um, Philly six point home favorites the, the total 42 and a half Sunday night football on NBC. Um, I think Cooper Rush was going to go again for Dallas, which I'm fine with that. Uh, I actually think the, the, the spreads a little too big. I, I, the Dallas defense, dude, they're so damn good. Micah Parsons is a, is a star. Um, you know, Dan Quinn, he's aggressive. They're playing great. And everybody's kind of pumping the Eagles' tires, rightfully so, I guess. But I think Dallas could keep it close, maybe even pull the upset. But I'm, I'm going to swallow those points. I'll take the plus six, especially if uh, Cooper Rush is on the lineup. They're, they're just playing smart football, kind of protecting him, running the football, uh, being a run first team. And, you know, if Dak's in the lineup, I don't know if they're if Kellen Moore is going to do that. So uh, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, how say you on the Sunday nighter? Yeah, I, I think what you mentioned there, playing it safe with Cooper Rush, running the football, I, I don't think that's going to win them this game. I, I, I feel like they got away with that against a few other teams. 
Um, you know, they played the Rams, but the Rams aren't the same Rams they were last year. They're they're a little bit more tame, and Stafford doesn't look as good. So not not the same Rams to me. Um, and the Buccaneers obviously took care of business against the Cowboys week one. So I think the magic runs out Cooper Rush this week. The Eagles, they're got it going on offense. Um, Hurts and the receiving core there. Uh, the stable of running backs they got. And they got a damn good offensive line. Probably one of the top five offensive lines in the league right now. Um, and defensively, the Eagles are just taking care of business. They, they look like the Eagles for bull defense right now. And I, I think the, the whole city of Philadelphia is happy with that. And having this game at home, the batteries are going to be flying. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love the Eagles in this one, but I don't like the spread. Uh, but give me the Eagles outright. I, I like that we're kind of different on both big games in the NFL. That goes to show you these are good games and they should be fun to watch. Uh, finally, we'll go through our two teams' games. Uh, I'll give you first crack here. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, into Pittsburgh, uh, Tampa, eight, eight-and-a-half-point favorites, total 43, 43-and-a-half range. Um, do you keep it close? Do you win? What, what do you think happens 1 o'clock Eastern time in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I – a little uh, nugget here for the NFL this week. Tom Brady is 12-3 and three against the Pittsburgh Steelers in his lifetime. Yeah. Um, first first matchup as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Defensively, the Steelers got a lot of holes, um, especially with our, our top defensive player out. It's, it, it's tough. There, there's a very little pass rush. Um, Devin Bush is – he's going backwards on run plays. I, I don't know – if it's making I'll, the rounds, I'll take him back at Michigan. I'll oh, take him back, though. I, I tweeted out week two, like, can we send him back to Michigan? That was <laughs> I. I've been done with him for two years. He, yeah, he's not been good as a pro. I'll, it, I'll be the. I'll be. I'll hand up that one. I agree. He had a good stretch, and then he tore his ACL in you know, twenty twenty or twenty nineteen against the Browns, yeah. and it was yeah. just downhill from there. Not the same guy. Um, and just kind of a waste of draft capital on him. So he's probably a top two bust in Steelers history for me. <laughs> that hurts my feelings a little bit. But anyway, go on. Offensively, offensive line is bad. Um, you got guys playing hurt just because they don't have anybody else. And it, it's affecting the run game. Najee Harris has not gotten going at all this year. Um, Kenny Pickett, 327 yards passing in his debut last week as a starter. Uh, looked pretty damn good. Just they couldn't get across the goal line. Um, so that that it's a positive, but it's also kind of like, okay, I understand with the offensive line, we got a rookie, but we got these great receivers on the outside, a great running back, a great undrafted running back who's outperforming Najee right now. Um, so the the blueprint is there. It's just missing those few pieces, and that that's kind of getting guys back from injury and looking forward to the draft next year. So I like the Buccaneers to come in. Uh, I got the Buccaneers covering eight here, but I got the under as well. So Buccaneers minus eight and the under 44. Yeah, I lean, I lean box light and I'll lay the points there. I mean, um, they haven't played well really either uh, in a couple weeks. So this might be a, a neck crack, back crack, get right game for Tampa Bay. Um, maybe they're just not as good as we thought they were going to be either. That could be the reality of it. That's where I'm at. Um, I also got a one o'clock game on the road, 49ers, five and a half point road favorites at Atlanta. 44 is the total. Um, Atlanta's undefeated against the spread this year. They play hard. We're a mash unit. I say this every fucking year on the podcast, but it's true. I mean, uh, Emmanuel Mosley has picked six last week in the Carolina game. And then he tears an ACL later in the game. Bosa left the game with the groin. Jimmy Ward, another corner, he left the game. You know, it's just, God, this team, I, they got to fire their strength and conditioning coordinator or something because every, and I know every NFL team takes injuries, but this this is insane every damn year. But I think the Niners win. Um, but does Lana fight? They're at home. They're kind of frisky. Again, undefeated against the spread. Five and a half is a weird Vegas number, so I'm staying away from that. Probably getting ahead, take the Falcons plus the points. Niners win. I don't know if you have anything to add or um, or not. Yeah, staying away as well with this one. I, I do think the 49ers win this one. Better team. Um, and Atlanta has some problems. Um, you know, they lost Cordero Patterson for the year. So running game is they've they've got some they got some dogs back there, but they don't have the game breaker. 
So I think a lot of pressure will be on Mariota to get the ball to Drake London and company. Um, and I, I just think that's a little too tall of a task for the Falcons right now. Um, so give me the 49ers. All right, real quick, running through the rest of the NFL slate. Commanders at Bears on Thursday night, puke. Uh, Patriots at Browns Sunday at 1. Jags at Colts Sunday at 1. Bengals at Saints, that could have been a game we talked about. That's also Sunday at 1. Panthers at Rams, yuck. 405 Cardinals at Seahawks 405. I don't know if you saw this little nugget though. If the Mariners make it to game four of their series, they might push that kickoff of the NFL game back to 530 to accommodate Mariners fans. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a weird thing. And then Broncos at Chargers again, the Broncos in prime time. Uh, that's yuck. So that's the rest of your NFL schedule. Any of those games kind of stand out? I think Saints. Bengals is kind of the, the obvious miss. We kind of, probably could have talked about that, but it's in the past, I guess, now. Yeah, no, I, I don't think anything. Maybe maybe Patriots, Browns. Um, yeah. But especially since Zappy Fever's taken off in New England. Um, so that's kind of the, the shining yep. star there. It's Zappy hour, that's for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, locks. I only have three this week. Last week, though, four and a week for your boy. Twenty-five and eleven overall in the season. I think it's seventy percent. This is by far, uh, you know, if not my best, definitely in the top three of some of my best uh, work and runs I've ever had in the gambling aspect here. But I only got three plays this week. I, I've been trying to cut back a little bit, and uh, I'm working out a new system. Last week the system went three and zero. Um, of course, me and you was on that OU Akron over just a gut feel, new turf, blah, blah, blah. That hit. OU almost got that by themselves. So good play by us. But how many locks do you have, dude? I, I have four this week. Same strategy of less is more. All right. Well, um, go ahead. Go ahead and burn your first lock here, my man. Yeah. Starting with the Mac, uh, weekly Mac play here. I got Central Michigan covering 13 against a- Akron. Okay. Um, Akron, kind of terrible. Central, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they haven't played well. So is this maybe the get right spot? Uh, yeah, I don't hate it. All right. I already gave out the Florida LSU uh, over 51. So that's, that's, that's my first play I'll announce again. Uh, give me your second one, dude. Yeah, sticking with Florida LSU. I got LSU at plus two and a half in this one. All right. Uh, my second lock, I'm going to go Clemson money line. Um, you know, they're short favorite. I found a minus 165, so you don't have to lay a ton of juice. Just take the points out of it. Florida State, that might be a raucous environment. Maybe they play above their heads a little bit and keep that game close. But I think Clemson wins the game, so – Fuck the points. Get them out of here. Uh, I'll lay the, the, the uh, short juice on the uh, road fave, and they get the job done in tally. Uh, Bobby, your third selection is? I got North Carolina minus seven at Duke. We talked about this game a little bit ago. Uh, North Carolina offensive juggernaut and alternate uniform with the chrome tar heeled lid. So yeah. I, I love it. Um, so I'm rocking with North Carolina to cover. I'm also going to go uh, with the Mac play here. I'm going to take the hated, as an Ohio University Bobcat, the hated Miami, Ohio. Um, fuck sticks, uh, but mm. they're a six and a half. <laughs> they're six and a half point favorite at Bowling Green. Bowling Green offense is terrible. Uh, their defense is even worse. Miami, maybe the best defense in the Mac. Um, and I, I think they'll, they'll lay the six and a half and they win by double digits. Also, Miami, Ohio team total. Um, over 26 and a half, kind of a little side nugget for, uh, the, the listeners out there, if you made it this far. Um, so that, that also, I might, uh, I might just add that as a secondary play, but, uh, the lock on the pot is Miami, Ohio minus six and a half over Bowling Green. Bobby, your last one. Final is the PAC 12 overs. Give me USC, Utah over 65. I think it's going to be a high scoring affair in Utah's favor. All right, I got you wrote down. Got mine wrote down. There are your locks. Let's get fucking rich out there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, uh, anyway, 
Formula One, Max won the championship uh, U.S. Grand Prix of what, next weekend, I mm-hmm. believe. So I guess we don't talk about that anymore. NASCAR first uh, round of eight playoff race, Vegas, I believe, Sunday afternoon. Um, Vegas kind of stinks now uh, as a racetrack, but um, I guess we could throw out predictions. I don't know. If you have anything you'd like to add or talk about racing-wise, uh, go ahead, shoot from the hip, dude. Yeah. Um, a guy who's very good at Las Vegas, um, got a little stat. Um, it's a little, little NASCAR nug for all of us or a lug, I should say. Um, (laughs) Joey Logano, really good at Las Vegas, multiple wins here, but we'll be driving the triple a branded Ford Mustang. And since coming to team Penske has not won in a car outside of the Pennzoil main sponsor. So I am out on Joey Logano this week. Um, and I'm all in on Denny Hamlin this week. I feel like he wants that championship this year. He's racing his best he has the last few years. Um, I, I think that this is the time for him to lock into the championship four and then kind of focus on that Phoenix Raceway. You son of a bitch. I swear to God, you kind of took the words out of my mouth, at least with the with the Hamlin pick. Um, that was um, that's kind of what I was thinking because he's kind of been quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, I think if you project kind of forward, I feel like Chase, I mean, bad luck aside, I feel like Chase and Blaney are kind of pretty safe locks to get to the championship for I mean, Blaney on, on points alone, Chase, uh, with his wins and bonus points as well. I feel like those guys are virtual locks to get there. So yeah, yeah I'm looking at, I'm looking at Denny Hamlin. I'm looking at Bell, um, I'm looking at Blaney or not Blaney. I'm looking at Logano. I'm going to take Logano, and I hate it. I'm not a Joey Logano guy. I know you just told me that nugget. I I I ignore that. Um, I don't know. The Toyotas have been so damn good on the mile and a half, though. But you took you took my pick uh, last week. It worked out for me. Uh, I was I was in between Bell and Reddick, and um, you you took Reddick. I had, was forced to take Bell, and he ended up winning the damn race. So. Um, I, I honestly hope that doesn't happen this week. Fuck Joey Logano. He sucks. Ooh. It's a piece of shit. Terrible. Uh, just a whiny little bitch. Stupid smile. Okay. I'm, I'm over it anyway, but, uh, yeah, NASCAR, by the way, this, this scheduling. <laughs> so you go to Charlotte last week, right? You still have races at Homestead, Miami, right? You have a race at Martinsville. Which I get it, they wanted Martinsville to be a cutoff race, but you end your season in Phoenix. Feels like Phoenix and Vegas pretty close to each other, right? Right. Uh, feels like, you know, Miami, Charlotte, Martinsville, they're kind of not in the exact same area, but uh, at least they're in the same time zone. I, I It's weird, but whatever. Uh, we got four more races left on the season. Um I don't know. I'll tune in a little bit, but yeah, when your when your driver's knocked out, it kind of burst your bubble. So that's where I'm at with it. But anyway, uh, that's enough sulking. Huge weekend of football. Uh, hockey's back. By the way, you get you got a cup pick. I I, I haven't even thought about it because, like we said before, the call started. I, I'm just surprised that hockey season has started already. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Penguins this year. I think they're they're due again. Oh. All right. Um, I don't know. I kind of, you know what? I'm a, I'm a name. I'm enamored by offense. Um, I don't know. I, the Oilers, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta toughen up and sure up the defense. Um, that necessarily didn't do that in the off season, but trade deadline, uh, if the Oilers stiffen up the back end, um, get a little grit, maybe they're the play. Um, but yeah, the, it seems like the West is kind of, to me, the West feels a little stronger with the cup contenders. The East, there's a lot of age, uh, you know, Washington's pretty old Boston. Your, your boy Krejci's back, correct though? He's back after that, your year sabbatical and they're up three to nothing right now over the caps. There you go. I, I think my Red Wings might have a, a, they might flirt a little bit, uh, maybe in that Columbus range of, uh, you know. Mid eighties, high eighties points, maybe trying to get to that wild card, but just coming up short. Um, you know, so I think you know Columbus, 
uh, Ottawa, Detroit, all young teams that uh, could be exciting, but uh, probably don't get the job done or get to the playoffs this year yet. But uh, yeah, I maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll spend a little more time on hockey next week if if, if time permits. But I kind of like keeping these short and sweet, so um, I'll do the plugs. We'll say our famous last words and get the hell out of here since times a ticking so uh, rate review subscribe follow the show on twitter and facebook at podcast available on all major and minor pl- podcasting platforms um share it with a friend and enemy we don't care uh building steam we're giving out good gambling plays you can win money if you listen to us uh so uh i, I don't know why you wouldn't anyway uh, bobby um mr hockey himself uh any famous last words my guy as always go irish and uh, go bruins tonight all right. Well, come on, Jim Harbaugh. Big game. Let's fucking do it. Let's win a big one in the big house Saturday at noon. I'm excited. Uh, go blue. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we will see y'all later. Ah!